Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. How are you guys doing? I hope you're well. I'm so glad you're here. I'm really excited because I just had a brand new wing uh, here with the very talented comedian, improviser, lady. Please welcome Jennifer Girallo. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Did I just intro you as a lady? I loved it. Improviser lady. <laughs> You're an improviser and a lady. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So um, I'm really glad to have you. Jennifer, who are you? Tell us what makes you so special. Oh. Uh, I've been asking myself this for a long time. First of all, I've loved this podcast and I have been wanting to be on this for a long time. So oh my God, it's so, so nice. So excited to be on this podcast. So thank you. Finally, also, somebody who appreciates us. <laughs> Do you hear that? Thank you, also, Jennifer. Separately, I'm a huge fan of Mary Upchurch. Oh I'm my a gosh, huge I Mary Upchurch even. fan. So I'm so, I mean, this is like a double like dream of mine you are so nice at some point you will hate me though like it Why? will it will you know and this might be the peak of being on the podcast and then you're gonna be like oh that bitch <laughs> that's usually what happens <laughs> so i'll just enjoy it while i can i'm so excited thank you i mean i am i'm a comedian i've been doing this for a little over a year but I started improv. I've been doing improv for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I started that. Uh, that was my start of my comedy career. And I started doing improv because I would love to do acting, but I don't want to memorize lines. Ah, yeah. And I, and, I, and I started improv because I was like, I'd love to do stand-up, but I don't have the confidence for that yet. So improv was a beautiful like in, a in between. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel somewhat similar. I started in improv also, yeah. but I never liked it. I mm, never, I did improv like professionally for three years mm -hmm. with gestures, you know, and it was my first intro to like, like being a performer and I really wanted to get like locally famous was my goal. Um, Which you are. Well, I got recognized at Target once <gasps> by a lady who oh. so knew me from gestures and I was like, I've made it. But yeah. I secretly wanted to do stand-up, and I wanted to do stand-up so much that I didn't do it. And finally, I was like, if I only have time for, like, one thing, I'm going to – let me go for stand-up. Why do they have to make all their noise now? <laughs> they were, we're so quiet. in the restaurant. <laughs> they were so quiet. They were so quiet. Stop it. I think it's too <laughs> what even is that? Okay. He's just making noise. Okay. Men want attention is what it is, probably. <laughs> Two women talking? <laughs> what? Total talk. <laughs> So anyways, I just went on a rant about myself. So what made you make that jump into stand-up? Uh, I had some really supportive friends. So I think surrounding yourself with really supportive people. Uh, so the combination of that and feeling really confident, it, it, you know, my self-esteem is at an all-time high in improv. So I was doing festivals and like really, again, supported by a lot of surrounded by a lot of supportive improvisers too yeah. and improv is such a supportive uh, art it's very like you can do anything no wrong answers you know yeah. and and so that that helps you be confident i'd say would you just want to throw it all away and be unconfident <laughs> doing stand up like, i got to be humble <laughs> <laughs> i got to be humble i don't i don't love feeling 
like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone like loves that feeling, like that uncomfortable feeling. There's a lot of control in stand up. Yeah. Yeah. But like you're if you whenever you start something new, you're not good at it. Right. I mean not great. Yeah. Right? And so I definitely I I'm still in that phase of like always growing always trying to get better and so I think I really love that challenge of like trying to get better constantly at it I'm not saying it's like I'm not always trying to get better in improv but it's more of a team sport like you said the the control in stand-up that you get to control your journey I love that yeah and it's the work that you put in the practice the writing and all that 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 affects the outcome yeah it's you not your dumbass partner (laughs) (laughs) anyway the audience suggestions and all that um, I did, I mean, my, my, imp- I, I had my, my, I was on the wall at gestures. I had, I had a poster that I was in and I was very excited about that. And I always wondered if it was still there, but they're not there anymore. But anyway, that's so cool. Um, I know I was like, I've made it. Well, I would love to talk to you about your experience of going from improv, uh, like having improv That would be experience. on your podcast. You'd have to ask me <laughs> I would definitely have to ask <laughs> <Don't> that. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about that right now? Building Bridges Improv Podcast is what you're talking about. Oh, that's right. So that's the thing. Right. You, okay, Jennifer. Yes. You are, you're still an improviser because yes. you're heavily involved at the Bridge, Bridge Improv, improv Theater. theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've managed to kind of really bring stand up into that with the, the open mic and and some things like, what does that look like? Yeah. I, uh, bridge improv theater has a weekly open mic. So that's really exciting. Uh, I was really energized by doing a panel on clean comedy, which you were part of. And I think that was really exciting because it's helpful for any comedy. Like that whole theater is doing clean comedy. So it was really cool to do that. And then I, uh, I've continued to do improv shows as well, but it is a really, I want to talk about like how improv, some people think like, oh, improv must help you with your standup. Does um, it? And it, it, it does, but you'd really have to reach for it, I think. Like, I'd love to hear your take on that. Okay, so I, I kind of see what you're saying, because in reality, like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> But I think those skills just help me be a good communicator Absolutely. and in life. Mm-hmm. So I, it can help a little bit if you're dealing with a heckler, but you hope you really never have to, but that's inevitable. Um, I think there is a certain, you know, I, I, I see a lot of people, I'm not sure, I see people do this though. I think it's like you need to yes and to yourself mm. and you need to take the high road within your joke. Yeah. But I think it takes you got to write the joke first and then step back and look at it. So that's why it doesn't feel like immediate. Yeah. But you can apply those improv skills to your jokes once you've kind of established them. Yeah. I think people think like oh, you do improv, you can handle things on the spot. And that's not true. Improv I love improv and everyone should try it, right? Yeah. I love that. Like you said communication skills. Improv helps you do improv. <laughs> <laughs> improv helps you do scene work or short form games it has concepts that apply to stand-up but I wish I kind of wish there was a class that was like improv for stand-up that taught concepts like hand dealing with hecklers yes anding the crowd like you know when you're like hey you guys shout out some of the things do you guys ever do this you you know that crowd work how do you like lift up the crowd or or maybe if your style is putting down the crowd but like finding 
finding that tone and working in the moment in that. But improv doesn't train you for that. But you also, know? you some of those things you shouldn't even do as a new, newer comedian. If you're a host, you shouldn't do crowd work. You know, mm. a lot of times the headliner is like, don't do any crowd work. Mm. So, like, you really shouldn't even be doing that. Not you, but, like, oh, yeah, yeah. one, um, in le- like, that's a whole niche thing, in a, in a way, if that's what the show is. But, like, um, I think it's... I'm starting to lose my train. Like, I'm getting so into it, and then I'm just, like, blanking. Cool. But um, it's, like, one, taking the high road. So, like, if you're telling a joke, telling it more from a positive perspective than a negative, instead of talking about what you hate, talk about what that. you love. I love that. Um, and I don't That's kind of a component of clean comedy in a sense, but I think it's just good writing. Because who wants to sit there and hear about all the stuff you hate? It is a little bit in, in improv as well, because we try to avoid purely conflict scenes right so it is it and those are always your favorite when it's like that scene was built from nothing and it was so pure like yeah well they want investment i think that so i talk about like the i'm just talked about the differences in improv and stand-up but there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap so heightening in stand-up and there's heightening in improv oh my god okay this is what i want to do this is where it is okay i think if i can say it right and and i'm i'm having an aha but everybody else probably knows this like improv is how people write sketches a lot of times where you're like, okay, you might want to take, uh, you know, the insurrection and, uh, you know, Chris Christie and, um, the color and, and, and like the color red go like, we want to write a sketch about this. So then if we improv it and play and then somebody kind of takes notes or goes, okay, that was good. Let's, let's do that. Let's write that. It's almost like, let's go act it out. Let's ideate, you know, and then let's write it down. Mm. I think it can be similar for your jokes because you need, like, jokes in there that you write. So then you go, then you just, like, whereas in improv you never refine it. It's just dead once the scene's over. But if you're writing it for a sketch, then you can input jokes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would love to have a workshop or, like, a weekly fun thing of, like, I'm working on this joke. Let's all get in the room. Yeah. And then let's play with it. Yeah. And then let's write it, and by the end, you leave with a joke. I love that. I know. I think I've tried to do this, but then it never catches on. Even though I don't need it to catch on, I just need... Yeah. <laughs> or I end up focusing on other people too much, yeah. and then I never... Yeah. Whatever, but... Um, I was yeah. just talking to someone. I want, like, an open mic where you get feedback after every set, and everyone can listen to the feedback. Do you think that'd be helpful? Um, <laughs> in theory, yes. In reality, <laughs> the people give you feedback, you want to be like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. He was like, really? You want like good writers, you know? Oh, yeah, you want to yeah. have like a good writer circle to to help you craft the joke, right? Like, I'm trying to work on a joke right now about jury duty and how I actually really love jury duty. I don't know why, but everybody hates it. Mm-hmm. Every time I've had jury duty, I've been put on a jury. I've been the jury foreman, and I don't know where the jokes are, but that's kind of funny. Like, why? Are, why me? Start, I'm yeah. a natural leader. That's yeah. why. They, or I'm a big dummy. They think I'm a big dummy. You know, like. <laughs> um, I just think there's some fun angles there, and it's like, but I don't know how to write a joke. I feel like I still don't know how to write a joke, which you is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you what your process is. Do you start from, you you have a really funny punchline you want to get to, or do you start with the premise? I don't know. I feel like I wrote, this isn't true, but I feel like I wrote all my jokes six years ago, <laughs> and I've been telling the same jokes. Do you feel that's like not that? true. That's not true. I have some I've seen cl- all your new stuff. I do have new stuff, <laughs> yeah, right? It's so much new, yeah. I've been watching you for years. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better because, yeah. but I do feel like. Also, like, you've no. been trying new stuff, haven't you? Like even yeah, been, I have yeah, been trying new stuff. The, so, yeah. you know what one of the most magical times for me was? What? 
um, Zach and Savannah had that mic at Facal. That was the first time I did. Yeah. Was that? First, that was my open mic. Okay. So, and that was, you know, that's why 2019 was so hopeful or the beginning so of 2020. Supportive. Yeah. And we thought like, oh, this is going to be great. And yeah. then the pandemic screwed everything up. Because yeah. that was one of my most favorite it was so times good. of like mm-hmm. co- collaborating with people mm-hmm. and, and, too, and yeah. talking comedy all the time. So, so one day, one weekend, I was like, I'm not doing anything. And I said. And then I was like, you know what? You need to go to that mic on Sunday afternoon. And I've been thinking about a couple jokes. You just need to try them. And it was like, turned out to be like four good chunks that was like five minutes. And it went up, I went up there and just kind of tried it. And everybody laughed. I love it. And that's my whole plus size pride mm-hmm. um, kind of thing about like, I mean, never getting kidnapped. That's kind of hacky. But like the butt grab thing yeah. and, and yeah. the the plus size union and all yeah. that. And I think what's happened is I've just refined it from working, from doing it and people giving me tags or just like what works and what doesn't work. But that was one that kind of launched pretty quickly. And I'm like, whoo, yeah. new five minutes like that's yes. great. Yes. That's awesome. I I've want heard, that again. Yes. <laughs> You'll get that. Absolutely. I mean, your jury duty bit, like you're going to just go up there and riff on it. I love what you were just telling me. That's funny. Oh. I love that. You Thank were just you. doing an See, open mic with me just now. Oh, my gosh, Jennifer. Have you turned this podcast around on me? And you're now being this. Now, I, I realize I try to be really supportive to people on this podcast. And it's like, it's nice to receive it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you deserve it. I'm going to. Oh, my gosh. Stop. I'm yeah. going to become terror. I'm going to become like big head. <laughs> like, anyway. Um, well, let's possible. talk about these wings really quick. This okay. was. Okay. This was your idea. Tika, <laughs> Tika Shack. And I got to say, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I like Indian food. My tum-tum's going to hurt. Um, it's so, but I do like how colorful it is. It really is. And it is. is spicy. It was a great flavor. Tell mm. us about the wings we had. Okay. I'm going to confess to you. I have ordered these on Postmates probably like every day in September. Um, <laughs> it was wings September for me. Um, so yeah, I've had them a lot and I'm still not sick of them. <laughs> They're very spicy. Uh, they are, uh, a favorite of the restaurant. They had a sign mm-hmm. when we got to the register that said, uh, coconut curry wings. Uh, and they're, they're colorful because they're like really like saucy and they're really crispy. They're crispy. Too. They're, they're so like crispy. flash fried. Yes. And sauce. And then they're super saucy. And then they've got, like, the chives on top yeah. and, like, purple cabbage. Cilantro. So it's got a lot of, like, color. And and, uh, and you were talking about how much seasoning it is. Like, it's spicy, but it's also, like, so seasoned. Yeah. And then you got that creamy kind of coconut, like, sweet to kind of, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's really nice. Yeah. So. And the chicken is, like, really juicy. It was. Okay. So mine was, like, you only had. I'm going to tell. I'm telling <laughs> no, on you. Oh, no. She only had one. We almost got two <laughs> orders of these wings. But she was like, oh, I'm so full. I'm a little bird. Um, that's okay. Um, they were tender. The, the the meat really, like, came off really easily. Yeah. And it was crispy on the outside. Yes. So good. Uh, I will tell you, I know from experience, these these wings reheat really well. Ooh. So. Well, you might be doing that. Yeah, I think so, maybe. So that's Tika Shack. And we're in Desert Ridge, but yes. they have other locations. They do, yeah. It's a nice place if you want. I want some Indian food, you know? Yes. Oh, they have, and then they have, like, other stuff. I don't know what we can talk okay, about. Okay, we did. We had stuff. pizza. They have tikka pizza. <laughs> we had, like, I had butter masala. Yeah, and then they have these non-quesadillas and non-tacos. Oh, so 
good. Like they're really getting out of their lane and I getting know. into the Mexican lane. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. So let me ask you this. The um, let's find out your wing constitution. Okay, all right. So I saw what you picked, but do you have a preference between the drummy or the flat? I like flat. Okay, good. There's, is there more meat on the flat? I think so. I like the flat too. It's easier to eat, isn't it? Yeah. Some people don't like to go searching for it. <laughs> they do the little break the bone. They, there's a lot of different things. But if you're a flat, you're a flat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, this wasn't the case here, but when you eat wings, do you dip it in like ranch, blue cheese, or anything else? I think no. No? No. Okay. Yeah. Original. Do you... Now, it wasn't the case with these wings, but when you get wings, would you eat the carrots, celery, veggies, or no veggies? Absolutely not. Oh, wow. Okay. I would tell a server, please leave those off. I don't want to waste them. Oh, wow. Okay. Is there any particular reason you hate vegetables? <laughs> My child. <laughs> no. Um, I, I don't hate, I don't hate them. I think they're kind of, they're kind of built into, uh, my food. I don't go. I don't want to eat a raw carrot. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I think a carrot would have been good with this to neutralize the spice. Oh, that's a good point. I like it when it's really fresh and cold, though. Okay. Okay. That guy's picking his nose. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm not gonna look. That's why you're single, guy. I'm not- just kidding. Um, I mean, I'm not kidding, but I, I saw what I saw. Is he single? How do you know he's? Uh, he's just like it's just like two friends going to get food, oh. kind of thing. Oh, got it. And then they're looking at their phones, and I'm like, that's why you're not here with us. Just kidding. Um, okay. Two, so it's two guys? I'm just... Is it two guys? Yeah. Are they... And I'm just assuming they're straight because okay, they're yeah. just so boring. <laughs> yeah. You're going to look. You can look. They're not looking over here. Okay, hold on. Which, maybe they're not straight if they're not going to look oh. over it. They're Those just, guys? Yeah. They're cute. Yeah, but one of them was picking his I'm nose. I'm into it. But one of them was picking his nose. I said, I heard you. Oh, you're fine with that. Oh, <laughs> you're dirty too. Okay, just kidding. I was picking my nose in the car. I do it right now. Okay, Jennifer, we're on a podcast right now, okay? We're not I We're not searching for dudes. This isn't I, the time. Mary, I'm always searching for dudes. <laughs> There's, I'm true. never I not. I'm never I know, not. I can't believe I'm telling you that because I'm always like, hey, uh, I have found myself writing on Instagram lately when people post stuff about me and I, I'll be like, hey, can you let me know if anybody has a crush on me? Because I think <laughs> <Why>? that. <laughs> this is why. Were you going to ask me why? No, I was going to ask another question. Well, <laughs> you've now allowed me to talk. Yeah. And I can't stop. I love it. Please tell me. Okay, this is my theory. <laughs> Let's say somebody like Jack Jr. or Laugh After Dark, they post like, hey, Mary's right. Mary of Church. Right. They have a large following of men. <laughs> somebody... Very likely. Have you ever had that on your post? They were like, oh, who's she's cute. Who's that? You know, or, or, oh, or he's cute. On my post? Like, maybe DM. Like, one of your friends. They might be like, oh, wow, that person, you know. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Like, if you look at yeah. a story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I just want to know if anybody says, hey, she's cute. I have a crush on her. Right. Let it me know. Like, yeah, like, make the, send close that, the loop. Make the connection. Mm-hmm. Close the loop. Like, at me. Yeah, like, I need to know. Like, if someone's like, wow, Really, like if it's a group picture and I'm in it, and someone goes, "Wow, are any of them single?" At me, yeah. you know, like, and fi- my DMs are open. See, this is the thing. You know? I think a lot of people think people like you and I, like, oh, they're they're too busy. <laughs> they they already have a boyfriend. They already have five boyfriends. Wow, they're, they're like not wrong interested on in me. All four questions. Exactly, and they're wrong. <laughs> and what they don't know is that I'm very desperate. <laughs> that. 
I just want to know if, if there's somebody who's... Anyway, so that's what I've been doing lately. Okay. Okay, we're not even done with your wing constitution. Oh, my wing constitution. Okay, so no veggies. Next, I want to get to my male constitution. Okay, we can do that. What does that mean? Your what? Male constitution. Like, that's probably just like what you like. We'll, oh, what we'll I come like. up with Is one. constitution what I like? It's like your, <laughs> it's like your, um, Bible, your, your, your S- SOP, your standard operating procedure, your worldview. Do you know okay, what I mean? It's okay. like your preference. I like it. Okay. Okay. I just, it's a, like the constitution of the United States. It's just a handbook. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. This would be a fun improv sketch. Right? Like your constitution. <laughs> your constitution. Okay. Um, do you prefer a dry rub wing or a sauced wing? Sauce. Okay, so right now you're at an FXXS. You have this memorized? Yeah. She doesn't have anything in front of her. I, I kind of mess it up sometimes, though. But I recently took a question out because I think it was a little too long. <laughs> and the last question is, how many can you eat? Apparently it's just two, one. Two, two max. Two max. Really? Yeah. Wings? These are very spicy. Two. So th- you, this may be- <laughs> So Jennifer Giralo is an FXXS. X S two. I'm putting that in my bio. Yeah, you would be a great date for anybody because then they can just get my DMs they can just are get open. Wings and then they just get <laughs> wings and then you and then and then like you're like I'll just have one. I'll just have one. Also, I get nervous on dates, so I don't want to eat anyway. I haven't been on a date in so long. Really? Yeah. Drummy fat flat. Mary Upchurch is single. No, I mean I think everybody knows this though. <laughs> Okay, the question I took out is, do you prefer your wing fried, baked, grilled, or smoked? Fried. Yeah, so, Wait, you know, I want, I have ideas for questions. What do you mean? So, like, what about, I guess, like, would you prefer, I guess, is chicken always the type of wing? But, like, but like, what about, there's cauliflower, there's, there's tofu. Yeah. That's just okay. not, people I'll do not like recognizing that. No, wings no. are bone in. Bone in wings. wings yeah. But oh, yeah, sometimes I have a vegetarian or vegan. I want to respect right. them. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I just want the guests. So, like, we'll do a cauliflower wing or that fake kind of wing. Or yeah. no wings. We've had no wings sometimes. Oh, wow. It's fine. You know why? Because it's my podcast and I can do Absolutely. what I want to do. I love And that's that. what's most important. I love that you are so strong and you know what you want. And thank you. you make decisions. Well, thank you. It looks like that. It looks like that, at least. There's a couple. The, with my podcast, I feel like this is mine, and I, yeah. I'm doing it. Like, I own it. It is mine, and I am and I can do what I want. I feel like a lot of other things, there's always parameters, so it's kind of, you know. Yeah. I'm always doing what everybody else wants me to do. Mm. So it's nice with this, and mostly my stand-up, but there's still parameters there sometimes. Right. So, but thank you. I'm glad at least I project that. Yes. It makes me want to live up to it. I mean, that's all I think of you as, so... Are we are we the perceptions of other people, or are we who That's we are? That's deep. I saw a TikTok about this recently. <laughs> They're like, you don't really exist. Like what you think, it's it's like other people have a perception of you. You have a perception of you. Like which one's right? What ex- which exists? <sighs> Do both exist at the same time? I'm getting dizzy. Do neither exist? It's scary. I don't want to think about that. Okay, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. So. One okay. Let me, let me recap you. <laughs> I was saying it sounds so mean. I'm okay. just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, I, I I act like that sometimes when somebody's been so nice to me. I'm like, let me be a bitch. But I'm not. Really, <laughs> I'm not really. Re- I'm not being rude. Um, so you're an improviser. Yeah. And then you're like, I want to do stand up. Right. And then the pandemic hit, 
and then you're like, I'm still going to do stand-up. And you're involved in the Bridge Comedy Theater. You're doing both. You're running some stuff. Yeah. And then I've recently seen you, like, you're going around. You went to L.A. You're yeah. kind of digging in opportunities. One thing yeah. I think we bonded over was just kind of like our frustration or our passion for, um, like, supporting, I'll say supporting women in comedy. Right. And I think, actually, I, I want to, I'll just open-ended ask you, like, why is it important to support women in comedy? Yeah. Uh, because... I love what Maria Bamford put in her book, uh, You Are a Comedy Special. I, I listened to that. <laughs> so yeah. good. Well, she says she says that, like, not everyone's going to find us funny, right? And that's evident because we don't find everyone funny. And so I really am passionate about telling everyone's stories and lift, lifting them up. And audiences want to be able to, like, relate to different people and I'm sick of seeing the same people uh, or, or the same cis white heterosexual man um, be either highlighted or headlined or all in the showcase and so I really want to lift up other voices. It doesn't just start at the top like it starts at making things accessible and safer in open mics which is where we work on our material and so it's really hard it's really hard to work on your material when you're sitting in a very uh, dark bar listening to sexism racism homophobia and punching down all night uh, it's hard it's hard to work in it in that kind of environment and so I'm really passionate about making safer spaces so that people can have chances to produce comedy who are diverse because I don't I don't feel safe sometimes at open mics and that I, I've had to follow like really really sexist acts and all I can think about I'm like just shaking right afterwards and I, I just go up and just shake it off and then go up and do my jokes uh, it's it's hard that we have to work harder than a lot of other performers and it's not just women obviously I want to lift up um, all types of diverse performers. So that's what I want to do. Ultimately, my goal is to produce the most quality comedy shows. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And I believe that that means the most diverse quality shows. If we want quality comedy, we need to make it accessible from the start. And that's honestly not just about safety. Uh, it's also accessibility, I've found, is also about like the time commitment I mean, I'm this, like, single woman, you know, with enough income to do this, but it takes a lot of money and time to do this, so I'm kind of, like, imagining, like, a single mom trying to do comedy, mm -hmm. and I'm like, is this accessible for them, mm -hmm. you know? Like, so, like, that, that kind of stuff, too. So, really well said. You touch on so many good things, and one overarching thing I, like, feel when you say that is, it's also good for everybody involved, and including right. cis white men. Right. Like, I mean the standard that they're held to, you know, sometimes they're just going along with what they think, you know, it's like, and if, if, if somebody sees like a different way yeah. or a more supportive way to do comedy, it will make the, the world a better place. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate that. And I, sometimes I struggle with it, but I do, once you kind of see it, it's hard to unsee it. And then once you've felt it, um, one thing I'm feeling like lately is like, I have to be like, like you said, work harder and, and be better 
Mm-hmm. And I'm still getting like, it's hard to say out loud because then people say you're ungrateful or you're this or that. But like maybe hosting when I am beyond that. And I don't think I'm beyond that. I love hosting. But like, whereas like my, my counterpart maybe doesn't have to go through all that same um trial that I have to go through before that they go oh wow we'll have you back yeah yeah and it's like yeah you could have just let me feature to begin with you know or something so it's hard again I don't want to sound ungrateful I love hosting I love featuring but like so I feel like I feel like people just like trust men a little sooner yeah I actually want to touch on that is people in everything so obviously sexism isn't just a comedy thing (laughs) um United States government. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But people tend to work with people they, you know, relate to, they Mm -hmm. like, and men tend to work with other men. Men tend to think men are funny. Yeah. And men tend to maybe not see the same humor as, you know, women. And so the bias there, the implicit bias, unconscious bias that they have they need to do the work to recognize it, especially people that are have that have the opportunity to give uh, opportunities. You know, I think that we all have a responsibility to work past that bias and think. Um, I mean, me as a as a white woman, I'm like I need to work past biases there too. And I'm a young I'm a young person. I'm like I need to work past that bias. Like I, I don't. I need to. I need to think about my audience and think about the quality of comedy and, and the diverse talent that's out there. Uh, but men, st- specifically talking about sexism, men need to like override that. And you actually, they actually kind of have to go out of their way to think about, is the, am I representing everyone in the room? Am I representing the most quality lineup? Have I thought, am I just working with people I want to work with? You know? Well, what about the the men or the people who go, no, I don't. I'm just going to do comedy. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, well, I don't think that lasts very long. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part. I mean, I think being inclusive yeah. and work, doing this work, it's not easy. No. But it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, like, it might be easy to get five white men on a show. It's a little harder to, like, ask somebody. <laughs> but it's really not that hard. And you might make some new friends while you're at it. Like, dig a little deeper. Go yeah. a couple steps further and yeah. find you know, an yeah. inclusive person or somebody with a different voice. Yeah. So you can, and you'll have a better show. Like an um, amazing show. There's yeah. one show I feel like famously now is just every month has been like all dudes. And I'm like, if that was a female show, they'd call it girls night out or yeah. women, this and that. Yeah. And it's like, why not call it what it is? Like boys club or, yeah. you know, f- and I kind of shake it off and go, well, they're not funny anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say it. That's what they say, say about us, you know? And it's like, <laughs> like, it's it's weird the 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 privilege or the just the like consideration that they get you know like yeah. again I feel like we have to prove ourselves like yeah way and, more uh, it's not just about proving ourselves too it's about remaining likable mm. I mean I want to speak up but I also have this like gut feeling I have to work past to be like, like I want to be authentic and like speak up but yeah. I have to be like oh, am I not going to be likable? And then they're not going to book me. Well, guess what? They're not going to book me either way because they're not booking, people aren't booking women sometimes. And if I want to speak up against that, 
I'm afraid that they're not going to book me because I'm not likable now. So this is where I feel like I'm, I can be a sellout because <laughs> I also, I am likable, I think. You and I feel are, like yeah. I am safe for a lot of audiences. Yeah. Now, I think that's just who I am, honestly. I yeah. think with my corporate job yeah. and with my... Um, with my network, I don't really want to push the envelope. Yeah. And I, that's not the kind of humor I like. But two, um, I've resolved to myself by saying that me doing comedy on a normal stage with a, with a male lineup or at, a, at yeah. a main stage situation is my protest or my representing so they can just see it, you know, and it's normal. There's a woman here. There's a thick fat ass woman here and she's funny and she's you know what I mean like it's not so I also think that I hate being on an all woman show to be honest when I see like oh the you know all female like I'll do it yes but sometimes I'm like I feel like that's just giving and we can debate this if you want but like (laughs) I feel like that's giving them like good keep them over there and then they don't have to I think the a bigger protest is getting on not a protest, but representation or something is getting on those lineups, and but also not being the only female too. But yeah. anyway, first of all, I want to say that the way you protest and the way you show up, any way you do that is acceptable. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to like speak up or like you you don't have some sort of like, you don't have to like say things in a certain way or. Uh, in fact, I would say men have more responsibility to speak up and say, hey, this is an all-male lineup. Have you considered, I mean, yeah. a woman, you know, like, or, or if it's all white people, you know, white people need to be like, uh, yeah, I don't think this should be a, you know. Yeah, like, how come they haven't said anything, you right, know? Right, right. So they have more power. You know, they, they don't have to fight with likability, you know. And when I talk about likability, I also want to clarify, it's likability offstage. It's also like, do they find you funny in your jokes? And that's tough because... If you think if you are passionate about what you're saying and you're and you like your jokes, do your jokes. But a lot of my jokes are about sexism and some men aren't going to find that funny at all, yeah. right? So like they don't think that's likable probably. So but however you want to show up is absolutely fine. Yeah. And and I support that 100%. Men men need to speak up. They have more power. I, why is it up to women to speak up? <laughs> and I completely agree. I really am pushing for more shows to have majority or all women casts or uh, women, non-binary and trans comedians Mm -hmm. uh, to be on all, like the full lineup or majority lineup, just like men are and not have it be called like something that calls it out. Even though I'm definitely appreciative of opportunities, like you said, but but also I would would love to normalize it, right? It's just like in this restaurant, we're in an Indian restaurant, but we're not gonna go, oh my gosh, this table is white, this table is Indian, this, you know, and it's like this table, that table is Asian or whatever. Like we're just people out to dinner. Yeah, I think there was a time. (laughs) And we're being annoying podcasting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but there are single men next to us. Um, But I think there was a time when that's what progress was and I think we just need to move past it towards normalizing more all women lineups and diverse lineups well I am really inspired though um, a good example of this and I'm glad it just happened so soon was Big Pine Um, we were just talking about how some of those lineups and just the atmosphere oh yeah it was just diverse yeah but without even calling it out it was just a bunch of friends and I want to say that was like that was one of the best showcases I've ever seen I messaged them too, and I was like, "You had variety." Oh my gosh! Yeah, because 
I mean, it's just, it was just talented. You know, yeah, exactly. I got to host, did you go to the Neighborhood Comedy Theater on Wednesday? Uh, I didn't. I was hosting that show. Yeah. And again, talk about the diversity. Like Mike Ishak, he's from Yemen. And, you know, that's his whole shtick. Yeah. He's also um, served in the Marine Corps. You know, like, he, and his biggest joke is that, you know, he, he was in the war and they're like, what side? And he's like, I fought for the United States. Like, that right there is like, that's diversity that we're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's one example of like, like, he, he's, he's, a minority he's yeah. also a veteran like yeah. you have more in common with him than you think people because yeah. comedy stand-up comedy is very authentic it's very vulnerable yeah. you're talking about authentic experiences i cannot really talk about stuff that's outside my lane right yeah. unless i'm big time and super talented at it right. really good at it in a clever way that does not punch down right uh I, I speak to what I know, and that's that's kind of what stand-up's about. It's very authentic. Mm-hmm. So, like, we that's why you need diversity. Like, I can't speak to what that comic is talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> I want that story. Uh, my friend Geneva Joy, she was on that show also, and she's industry. She founded the Black Girl Giggles Comedy yeah. Festival. Yeah. And one thing she told me that always stays with me, and I just think it's so poignant. You know, she said people come to her and be like, well, that's not very inclusive. You, you know, it's black girl, only black women. Like, how is that diversive? And she goes, how's that diverse? And she goes, there's a lot of diversity within uh, the term black yeah. female. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, I really like to highlight, you know, there's so many different kinds of black women that. and non-binary and lesbian mm. and queer and, mm. you know, and just, and there's so many different kinds. And it's like, and it just shows you like she can have that huge festival and fill it with all these different people and it's still not enough. And it's like, that's a whole festival. Like yeah. what? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought, but like to me that really describes like the opportunity. If you're just thinking, let me get one, this one person like this, let me, you know, then you're really, you're still, you're not there yet. Yeah. And you mentioned at the, at the top of this is like, it's good for cis heterosexual white men too, because it lifts up their quality too. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they want to? Uh, we, I want it, I want. I want stand to be more supportive, because mm-hmm. it's kind of a. Li- it's it's a little competitive, not a little. It's very competitive, and I get that. But where we can support each other, I'd love to do that. But it will lift up their comedy and wouldn't they want to be on the most quality show mm-hmm. like the most the the best lineup possible <laughs> and that means you need to be considered among all the talent and not just other white dudes who tell the same so. dick jokes another thing i've been inspired by is rise comedy theater in denver oh i don't know them they are really great they do stand up and improv but they, one of the things they taught me is I read on their website how they kind of help, you know, do their booking is they have a panel and not just one person because one person has to fight against a bunch of biasy. And so you have a diverse panel so that you get a wider range of worldview and humor and things like yeah, that. And, and a so conversation. if I have the opportunity to book things or organize things, I took that and took that mentality and I get a lot of feedback from people before booking you know you know I had um, that's really that's neat that's a neat practice that not just one could help people yeah 
Um, I had a, a showrunner. Now, this is a very inclusive showrunner and a very inclusive show, but I thought this was so nice. I think they... Did they, they asked me if this would be a good question to ask. Is there anybody on this lineup that makes you uncomfortable or, or that you, you know, are not comfortable working with? Right. And I thought, wow, what a what a nice, what a smart question yeah. just to say I support you and I'm not going to support anybody who is effing it up for everybody, you know, oh, or, wow. or like problematic. Yeah. I don't know if they adopted that, but they were like, what do you think about this question? And I'm like, well, I'm glad you're thinking about it. That would be really amazing nice. if we didn't book people that are problematic. Yeah, and that was was kind of, you know, and that's kind of one of those core kind of things. I think some of those people have worked themselves out Mm. a little bit. Mm. Um, But I'm sure there's still more. Yeah. Um, I don't... Saying this out loud sounds weird or feels weird, but, like, I really haven't had much many problems with, like, male comedians or... And I think some of it's luck... (laughs) Some of it's just my personality, um, like. But I also don't want to. By saying that, I don't want to say that other people get that because they don't, you know, whatever. But I feel like I've been kind of lucky or something, maybe because I'm older, or maybe because I don't know. Um, but I do think it's important, and I want to help other people, and that's yeah. why I. Um, that's why when I can, especially with female comics, like try to be as helpful as I can. Yeah. Sometimes I get burned. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, oh, like the person who, you know, when I, when I did the book woman kind of, yeah. and honestly it's sad. I wanted to, I wanted to do that on my normal page, but I didn't want to create drama on my, yeah. my regular page. I did it on Phoenix funny, but somebody had commented about like, I don't agree. I don't think we should book women just because they're women. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to argue with you and I don't fucking care what you think go write your own page mm. if you're gonna do that so that's the, you know that's an example of somebody where it's like hey i was really nice to you and i you know i was supportive and it's like i guess you can have an opinion but not on my post yeah actually no i don't i'm not i'm not concerned with opinions that are opposite to mine yeah <laughs> yeah i mean not really i don't know i mean i think that's really interesting when people are uh really vocal about you know, that kind of message. Like, like, could you imagine, could you imagine, like, they're very silent when it comes to all-male lineups. I mean, keep that same energy, you know, like. This person was like, I don't want to, I w- I'm not ready, and, and I, w- I don't want to be booked just because of this. And it's like, here's the thing, you're never going to be ready. The way you get ready is getting booked on something, getting up on stage and practicing, mm-hmm. figuring it out. Yeah. You know, if you wait it, you will never be ready. Yeah. And... I, you know, I think a lot of dudes are kind of like, put me up there. I'm so great. And they just do, they have all this confidence. Yeah. And <laughs> isn't that, isn't that, isn't there something, isn't there something about, um, I like got surprised by the mic. Um, isn't there something around how men apply for jobs they're not qualified yeah. for? I mean, it's the same thing in stand-up. They're just like, they'll, so they'll reach out and they'll like, they'll ask to be booked on stuff and they'll have egos and women will be like, I'm not, I probably couldn't yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. You know? So I once, same thing. Um, I was doubting myself to one of my friends and my, she was sitting on my couch and, and behind her was my check that said like funniest person with a day job, twenty nineteen thousand dollars And I was like, you know what? I just don't think this. And she's like <laughs> pointing at it. And I was like, yeah. Okay. Maybe. You're right. Yeah. You know, or like yeah. even, even, and I'm not saying I'm the whatever, but it's like, we doubt the shit out of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and it's not 
our fault. It's that society builds up men and tells them they can do anything, and society does not build up women. And we have to, again, we have to work harder. So, and yes, by the way, <laughs> every time I got too cocky, somebody has really let me know and put me in my place. Really? Yes. So, so any, every time I start going like, you're doing, like with a sense I just said, I'm afraid to say it because somebody will cut me off at the knees and be like, you're not shit or, you know, you're just Phoenix funny. You're not really funny. And that's where that joke came from. Right. But like, it's, it's interesting that like where there's a confident woman, there is somebody waiting to tell her she's wrong. Yeah. I'm going to um, put that on a bumper sticker. Lizzo's new song, Rumors. Yeah. Uh, plug for streaming that new song. Um, I can't get that lyric Which out one? of my head. And she says, um, spe- she says, spending all your time trying to break your woman down. Uh, take a look around. Real or shit is going down or something like that. Like, like people really spend time being really, really threatened by women, you know? So it's really unfortunate. And it's, uh, that's why I really want to support women and I want to support uh, people who support women and I think I love I I thank you for your support and I think you're um. you are you are doing an amazing job and you're one of my role models so thank you oh, for that Jennifer thank you so much that yeah. makes me feel so good and at least you really are it's that co- it brings back that confidence to be like no you're doing the right thing just keep just going message me anytime <laughs> and I think you know by doing it like I don't realize it but somebody's watching do you mm. know what I mean yeah. so so I think that's important and that's why it's important to also like always be kind and I love it when like if somebody's happy because I was nice to them or they think that's neat and I'm like you know, it's not hard to be my friend, but when they're happy with that, that makes me so happy. Um, you know, um, it's, you know what? We are so great. I don't understand why we're single. <laughs> See, this is, well, this is why it's not that people won't date us. I think that we're so great that we, you know, I mean, we're awesome. We deserve. Well, awesome you know what? Life. It's again, Jennifer, like you just said, it's not that people won't date us. It's not that I can't get a date. I just can't get a date twice. Ooh, really? I can get. Wait, I what can, happens no, like that? I can get it's anybody not, I want once. Is it that? Wait, <laughs> do you have the same thing where you're like, I don't, I'm not feeling it after the first date? No, they dump me. They they're really? they're like, I'm not feeling this oh, or really? or ne- thank you next. Like like I think to men, you I, to Mary Upchurch. Oh my gosh. How yeah. dare they? Do they know who they are? Do they I know who you are? Most of my comedy success has been based on this premises. I'll show them. <laughs> I'll be funnier. Like, yeah, every time I've gotten rejected by a guy or whatever, I've been like, I'll show him. Yeah. That's my 2019 was all because mm. of a rejection, and I showed him. I'm glad that men are fueling us to be uh, better. That's the problem is like being a feminist and like wanting all this equality and then still being kind of dick whipped. I don't know what the right word is. (laughs) No, but that's why I want a really woke, like nice, empathetic man. Yeah. That's harder to find. Yeah. Uh, A lot of my Tinder chats are like, like I'll put I perform comedy or something like that. And it's so funny to see the difference in people, men who perform like any kind of entertainment and then they're on a dating app and they're like, I'll be here. So, and so they'll be like, I'll be at so-and-so at 2 PM and you know, come hit me up. Here's my website. If women are on it, we're like, um, I kind of perform comedy and then they'll be like, where at? I'm like, I don't know. Don't perceive me. (laughs) You know, don't (laughs) exactly. Uh, But a lot of my conversations, men will be like, you get any funny 
dating stories off of Tinder, and I'm like, you could put that in your bit. And I'm like, like they think they know comedy, right? Yeah. But also, I hope not because it's probably a funny story because it was traumatizing, yeah. and I have to process it. And gosh, isn't everybody tired of like dating jokes in yeah. a way? Like it's unless you have like a really unique take. Oh, yeah, it's. It's I'm afraid to go back to the apps. I, I've, I've gone mm. on and off, but I'm just so afraid because it's the same thing all the time. It's like first you get excited and then it's like you meet people, maybe you hook up with them and then it's like. Yeah. It, the the anxiety of it and then the crash. It's exhausting. I get. Yeah, I get depressed a lot. I, I don't I shouldn't be on them. My therapist is like, are you why? Why are you doing that? Uh, wh- how do you meet people? I don't. You don't, yeah. Well, the other thing is my friends are like, you can't, you can't be with comedians. Well, the Do you more like a funny guy? Um, yes. Yes. I do admire that. But also I admire like a, a kind, smart, mm. smart and funny guy. Yeah. Um, who treats me and other people really well. Yeah, that's great. That's what I'm like. Very attractive. Whoa. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But if he's just like, oh, I'm so fucking funny, you know, oh, like, yeah, no. Yeah. Right. Um, but being around so much comedy now, it's almost like, you know, people at my day job, a lot of them met at work. So it's like, you meet people where you spend your time. So I'm not fully opposed to it. It's just what you have to be the right kind. I would love to find a, um, I'm going to put this out there, Jennifer. Put it out there. Okay, this is what I want. I wouldn't mind dating a comic or an artist. Let's say a comic. Okay. Where we're both independently working on our dreams. Right. And we support each other. I love that. And we do our passions kind of separately. Sometimes the other separately. Right. And we support each other, come home to each other, or we see each other when we can. Right. You know, maybe this person's here and there and I'm here and then we miss each other. So we're very independent, but yet are very committed to each other. I love that. That's what I want. I love that. I feel like it's not even enough, but... Did you see that Joe Coy and Chelsea Handler are dating? Really? Okay. I love Joe Coy. Yes. This is my favorite thing right now because it is, it, it's everything I need. I'm shipping it so hard. Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy. Okay. It's, ha- it's happening. Okay. Are you, are you being are, real? You don't believe me. Are you being real? You're, get, you're looking at are me you like. Are you being real? Oh, you, where have you been? I mean, I feel like Instagram would have told so me. so in love. That's cute. No, you know what I like about it? They're both very successful comedians, yes, right? I love that. Two, they are older. Yeah. And that's appealing to me now, too, because, like, I'm getting older. Yeah. <gasps> like, I love they are them. together. Oh, they're so cute. And, like, they're talking about it. They're so cute. I just listened cute. to her podcast, and they talked about how they met. But they've known each other for years. Oh. And, th- and she calls him honey every other word. Oh, my gosh. And she's so happy and healthy I right now. I love it. It's, 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 like, my favorite thing. So, even though I'm not a, it feels like too much to ask for to be like that level, like it's theater sellout level. But let's just say, or even like a, even like two, like that's my daydream is being two successful comedians yeah. traveling and working sometimes together, sometimes not. I love that. Anyways, th- I'm putting it out there. That's, that. that's what I would want. I wish that for you. Yeah. I have now. Because uh, I also understand the shit. You will achieve that. Hmm? That's what I do on this podcast. I say, like, and so you shall have it. Oh, do you? Yeah. What do you want? Um, yeah, I would definitely say, like, humor. Are we talking about, like, dating? I'm going to say in general. <laughs> oh. We're still talking about men, if that's what you want. But, like, but just I life. do want to find out in general. Okay. Um, well, I haven't mentioned um, 
another project that's successful. To, uh, anyway, so like I have honed in on what I want a little more general, but like I, I, it energizes me to tell people's stories. So I love doing comedy, but I also love like producing a show that highlights people, uplifts diverse comics, uh, gives people opportunities. Um, I love like taking people's headshots and doing resources. I love that. I like writing. I'm a really great writer. So I, I love like, like sharing and like supporting and it's like, I l- and I love podcasting because you get to tell people stories. So, like, that's where I find my passion. Um, one project I'm working on right now with my friend Brandy Bigley is Do Better Comedy. So, we started basically kind of a production company that does is a resource in the comedy community. Oh, it's a whole production company. Yeah. Cool. So, but one of our things is open mics. So, mm-hmm. we're producing open mics that are anti-racist, anti-misogynist, uh, and friendly to the LGBTQ plus QIA plus community, uh, and, and all genders. So, and there's no punching down allowed at these open mics. So we kind of have those rules. And then besides that, it's not like a clean mic or anything, but that's one of the things we're doing. Do better. Do better comedy. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. And then we, I want to do, we want to do like shows and we want to do, uh, maybe like just resources panels would be really cool so like mm-hmm. th- that energizes me is like making an impact yeah yeah i love that yeah um by the way are you gonna mm-hmm. are you gonna tell me it's gonna come true yes <laughs> it's already coming true but yes you shall have it you've you got a plan you kind of know it but i will say not that long ago there were people kind of like you're just bitching about no women and this and that and then you are doing something about it. You're yeah. not just bitching. You're not just talking. Oh, yeah. The people saying that we're just talking. And now you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to continue the open mic that I, I work on here. I'm going to create do better comedy. I'm going to go to LA. I'm going to do all these things. Like you're not just like an ar- what, armchair, oh. you yeah, know, yeah. Um, enthusiast. No. You're, you're doing something about it yeah. more than the people who are talking. And I yeah. think that is really cool. Oh yeah. I want to, I, I, I think I've always been like a, I like ideas, but I've always been kind of a doer. I want to make it happen. That's the neat thing I've noticed about stand-up is, like, if you just kind of do do something. Yeah. Just once, people will think you're amazing. Yeah. You're like, just execute on something? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Don't give them that. No, just kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, to find a venue, uh, to get people to come to stuff is hard, and true I mean there's like marketing there's a lot of skills you have to have so like I happen to have like some marketing and writing skills and social media skills so I'm doing some of that and it's like in general to make it happen we don't recognize how much that goes into it but and you know especially for like a cause that I want to you know we want to do but and that you know but but yeah I think it's hard to do but it's worthy I think when I say just do something, like execute, just do something, like, yes, that is yeah. huge. But also it's 
go right, go get oh, 20 good. minutes, go yeah. get 30 minutes. You know, like you can control that and it doesn't cost anything. I know it's hard, but like, like even with this podcast, like the only thing I wanted to do was like not be one of those people that say, I'm, I talk about doing a podcast, I do two episodes and then you never, never hear from it again. And just that fear has led me to like, oh, we're in year three now. And I'm like, I just can't give up. <laughs> like, just keep going. And then. Congratulations, summer, by the way. Thank you. See, and then people start giving you credit for it. And you're like, they don't know. It's not very good. It's not very well produced. Uh, oh, I think you're putting yourself down. I love it. Th- well, thank you. See, yeah, it's like I you mean, have an impact on somebody. You do. Maybe not Joe Rogan's fans or whoever's fans. It's like, but you have your own. So yeah. it's like, if you just keep, keep keep going yeah completion versus like perfection yeah and you'll figure it out along the way just do it yeah absolutely that's kind of been my motto it's like just don't just stay in it long enough we you and i talked about kind of like the work you put into comedy Mm -hmm. right and like there's a lot people don't see you know put a lot of work in. we put a lot of work into it and it's about showing up whether it's writing or going to mics or reaching out to people there's so much to do in a comedy career and i was just curious if you had any additional advice you know for i'm i mean within my going into my second year of you know stand up oh my gosh that's such a nice question your advice is really valuable it is thank you it is you know why because i spent the last six years asking other successful people you know what they do so here's this this is a i think a good piece of advice or a good strategy um, I got from a comedian I have a crush on, and uh, he crushes on me too. So it's not <laughs> this my one one not cited. And then also me and my friend Carrie Gallagher have kind of adopted this too. Um, I'll do the, I'll tell you the Carrie Gallagher version or when we talk about is um, every day it's pawn p a w n. So like making sure you're doing something every day um, that fits that. So P is for perform, A is admin administrative. W is right and N is network. Love that. So here's the thing because I think, and I'm making an overarching statement, I could be wrong, but a lot of people, it's e- sometimes they find networking really easy. Right. Well, don't over network, but you don't have any jokes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I see that a lot. Like, oh, let's start a podcast. Let me protest, but you don't even have any jokes. Like, start with having a set. Mm-hmm. So that's why writing. And so, like, every day, like, it's a best practice of like 25% each, mm-hmm. but maybe one day it's 50 or 90, but just make mm-hmm. sure you're getting a balance. I love that. And it's easy to let your administration stuff take over your whole day. So you'll have the best website, headshots, all these things. Like, do you have any jokes? <laughs> you can't have one. Jokes, it really starts with jokes. Do they call it currency in stand-up? Are jokes your currency? What is uh, it called? Jokes with the currency. I, Cause I don't like, think I've heard that, but I feel like I've like, not, not heard that. Because they're, they're original... And they're like, the currency. It's like, it's literally what gets you booked. It's your talents, your everything, you know. So like, I you write, you work on that. That's your, that's your admission ticket. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, but anyway, here's the thing, though, Jennifer. I like to think about it like that. But you kind of need the other things too. Like you need to network with people who know you, who you are. Like absolutely. Like um, like you don't the show think you just got the into. talent. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people tell you too. This is weird. Is like sometimes it doesn't even matter how funny you are if it's like you can do your job. You're nice to be around. Yeah. You're kind. Good you're to helpful. Work with. Yeah. They'll pick that person over the asshole who's really funny. That right. doesn't really matter at right. this stage. Right, right. You want to well, have all well, of it. Well, I think that, I, to your point, I think there's, if they're looking at this like list of people they work with, right, but one doesn't promote 
all the shows and maybe that maybe that's a value of this person that's booking right i may at, at some points that's not really a thing but or maybe they're looking at their list and they're like uh this person's doesn't you know have good headshots or a website but all of them are equally talented right they may go over to someone else because of that other stuff you know if if all things are equal right yeah is this the same argument that leads to all male lineups is it I don't know. Wait, like, why? Same, Wait, why? Like, Explain that. Oh, all things being equal, I'm going to work with my friend. That's the bias. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bias. Yeah. So in this case, we're talking about is the bias towards a hard worker, a good networker, a yeah. pretty good comic. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. They like to work with them, so they book them more. Anyway. But yeah. 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 I'm just, I was playing devil's advocate no, yeah, yeah, for yeah. a minute. Yeah. I still think it's a good bias though. But like, so I think the key is you just, you just need all of them. Yeah. Um, and if yeah. you find yourself kind of like, oh, wow, I've I been editing really my website for four hours. Yeah. Like, is that important? Mm, yeah. Not really. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe like today's Monday, I'm going to apply to some festivals. I'm going to email some people. Yeah. I'm going to update my website and then stop. And then you need to write. I say this, but like, I feel like I never write. I need I need a more formal writing. Do time. you recommend like a writing group or is it kind of like sometimes people like individual writing and I don't know I've tried to have groups and they've never really taken off mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I've even gotten any good jokes for them um, I feel like so far what's initially it was taking a class I really like that and the teacher would kind of like help you punch it up I need something a little more something I don't have to pay for um, so the other way I've written is like I have this idea let me just try it out and if it works then I'm like yeah it's my new joke but I need, I need, I'm just starting to get more comfortable trying out things that I, I know might not work. Because mm. I used to feel like, oh, no, I can't go up there and bomb. They're going to judge me, and they're not going to book me. Maybe that's, and an that's a open mic? Thing. Yeah, or anywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never went to open mics when I was new. I took classes. Yes. I did the showcase in the class. And then I would get booked on this, the little shows, the yeah. you know, yeah. little mics. And that's where I... Yeah. But it also kept me from, like writing i think class was the only place i would write yeah actually i do a lot of writing at open mics yeah because you're focused on it you're just sitting there and you're kind of trapped there for like three hours sometimes and so you're sitting there and you're surrounded by people doing new jokes and so you're kind of in a gym basically people are working out and you're like i guess i'll work out (laughs) uh, i'm just sitting on this you know ab machine i guess i'll you know move but it's like i'm sitting there and you're kind of inspired and so it's a creative environment. It can mm-hmm. be a creative environment. Um, sometimes I'll like hear their jokes or like write some of my own or you're thinking about your own jokes. And yeah, so I mean, it's kind of an, a creative environment. And that's why every week I have um, on my list is to go to the bridge open mic and then I don't go because I, uh, lots of excuses. Um, but I want to go to those. To me, that's the closest thing to Facal, that, that mm-hmm. short-lived mic. Because it's a safe environment, nice people. I feel right. comfortable failing basically absolutely where and now i just need to do it um i need to get back with them i was doing more open mics like before the pandemic um it's just hard sometimes with i gotta work in the morning well it is no it's hard it's um you know what i want to do i want to commit to like one week if i'm bored because when i get bored i'm like you're a loser and you suck it's like Make your own opportunities and like go to every open mic that you week. You should. You should. Do a, would you call it an Ironman? Do it. Yeah, make it a it triathlon. Something. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to, that's, maybe we we'll call it the Epilito. Like Thomas used to be like, I hit all these mics. Yeah. You know, but. um, I think it's, I for me, it's motivating to be like, 
re- reach out to my friends and be like, are you going to this mic? And I'm like, I guess I'll go because, like, my friends are yeah. going. So, like, sometimes that helps me. Or if you have a crush, that or will get you to a going. mic. Yeah, yeah. I had a crush, and that really helped my comedy because, like, I was working on new jokes. Nice. Yes. And I it w- didn't work out. I think that's so cool to do a week of mics. I want to try it once. That's, and that's then we'll do an award. Like, if you do all the... <laughs> Um, they are bringing back that mic that's right next to my house that I like to use to get drunk at because it's like across the street from my nice. house. Um, it was at Smooth Brew on Roosevelt. Okay. And then that place closed down. I guess they're reopening it and Noah Flores is doing a mic there nice. again in a couple weeks. So Yes. Um, that I just use to get drunk at because I, I don't like to drink unless I can walk. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like to drink that yeah. much. Yeah. But this is like a good time to drink. That's awesome. That's so <laughs> I have cool. ulterior motives sometimes too. It's not <laughs> just. Um, do you um, ever get the question of. Of like, what do you do besides comedy from people? And you're like, I don't do it anything. takes up a lot of I time. Eat. Besides like working, it's like comedy is like a lot of time. What do you do besides comedy? I work in corporate communications for a general contractor. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I do like, I write for them like blogs and. That is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been working in the construction industry for nine years. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Seems like it's a good, you know, it, it's a good, you got to, until we're at that place, you got to work. Yeah. Right? I know, yeah. I'm a corporate trainer. It does support trainer. my dreams. I'm What's a trainer. Bo- you're a trainer. Does that, like, does comedy help you with that? Or uh, your skills? Yes. Your well, it's the same personality trait that led me to do comedy, which makes me, I think, a dynamic and a fun trainer. Absolutely. And I'll say it. People really like me. Yes. And they're like, yes. wow, I was, sometimes, but. Clean comedy has really helped me yeah. understand, like, how I need to be professional. Sure. And I think earlier on in my career, I, maybe I wasn't always, and, like, it makes people nervous, like, higher-ups nervous. And Ooh. I want – now I'm in a good place where I'm, like, they trust me because I'm, like, I get it. I'm not crossing no lines because I, I did clean comedy for Mormons. Like, Love I know. that you're able to kind of navigate that. And once you – yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, until – I don't have to work in it. But it's a nice balance, actually. Like, when I got back from World Series of Comedy, I was very tired. I didn't advance as far as I'd like to. And it was nice to come home and go, you know, I still have a job to do, and I'm still needed and important here. Yeah. That's and then I'll get point. back on the horse next week, you yeah. know? Yeah. I love that. It's inspiring. And I was able to afford to be in Vegas yeah. the whole week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jennifer, we've talked so long. Yeah. Yeah. I could just Sorry go on and on. Is there editing, anything we didn't? I have one editing. question for you. Why did you cut your hair? <gasps> like last summer? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Following your hair journey silently I from the side. Bored. Tell me a little bit about I it. I was bored and depressed. Yeah. And I needed to control something. So I started with my bangs and it wasn't enough. So it I was really hot. It was like really Remember long hair. I was like, I loved oh it. my God, I love her I hair. I still miss it. I mean, it's longer then now. Why did you do it? I told you. So 2020 you was the hottest summer in Arizona. And I was like, I'm done with this. And I've, you know, when you get to that long of hair, you've had it for so long, yeah. right? And then, even though that cost, that hair costs so much money because, like, I bleached all of it so much to get yeah, it to white. Uh-huh. And then maintaining it. Yeah, and so that hair costs a lot of money. But, yeah, that was all of my hair, and I cut it to my, like, above my shoulders, which is, was, like, fun for a day. And then I was like, I miss my long hair. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm growing I, I it do, out. Let me, let me say you look great now. I love your hair now. You. I just I was obsessed it. with your hair before. Me too. And um, so, but I, I just, I didn't Thank mean you. to put you like on the a spot. Or no, I was really bored and I needed control and I just wanted to like, I just wanted to change something because I was so miserable. 
Yeah, I can feel that. Yeah. I went on a hair journey in the pandemic to, like, really grow it out because, like, in 2019, like, I think we did some bleaching and it broke a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it got really, it got pretty long. And it's, and then I, and then I got some highlights and I think it broke again a little bit. But I'm at the point now, and this was a crisis I had, like, why I was late is that I was like, <laughs> my hair's grown out. It's all one length, like, I thought I wanted. But it doesn't fucking do anything. Mm. Like it's What do you not, want to do? I think it? I might be ready to get like a haircut and like maybe do some long layers. I want like maybe a, a panel up here, you know, like a like basically take this the money piece or my front piece and like Oh you should, yeah. You know, maybe just a layer that I can like because right now it's just not doing anything. And yeah. this is the cycle is like my hair's not doing anything. Let me cut it. And then, you and cut then it's in. like I want it all one length. And it's like, yeah, this is ew, ew. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, you guys. You do have one length. Yeah. Like it's long, this too. This is what I wanted. Now, I'll tell you. This looks good Love when I highlights. curl it. Yeah. So when I curl it. It looks, yeah. It's great. I just, I've never really known what my style should be. And mm. I know the answer is, like, you just, you decide. Mm. But I feel like there's, like, this something out there that, like, I still haven't gotten it yet. Like, I don't know. But when you just, it's like improv. You, get, you already know the answer. Yeah. Anyways, you know what's best for you. Right. And yeah. I need to stop thinking that like, no, there's some style I'm supposed to have for my shape of this and yeah. that. And I'm not doing it. And oh, I need. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Anyway, I think the answer is I need some. Maybe not bangs. M- maybe curtain bangs. Maybe. Love that. Not a full on wolf cut, but maybe a little, just a little. Yeah, yeah. Something. Weird. And you said like these maybe do really blonde on the face. What's oh, no. No, okay. no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I always what are those called again? I forgot what that's called. Highlights? Yeah. The money piece? Yeah, the money piece. I've, I don't really know what that means. I've just I think that's what it's called. It's basically your front. Like I watch a lot of Brad Mondo on YouTube. Oh. And I like I like to watch, like, bleaching, hair bleaching fails. I bleached my hair a lot in 2020 by myself, so I fried my hair a lot. Well, it seems like the tone, it's the toner that gets it to the toner color does. That you want. Did you know you can't bleach it to, like, white or silver? You it tone goes it to, to It goes to basically yellow. Yeah, and then you and tone then you it. And then you tone it with purple. You yeah. add purple to your hair and it turns white and silver. Yeah. Yeah. It's a neat color. That was um, that was very popular in the last couple of years. Yeah. But it takes a couple, sometimes a couple steps to get there. Yeah. Very expensive. Um, okay. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was happy when I was like, oh, my hair is long and I've curled it. But like, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm bringing you back into it. it and I just. Yeah. I finally found a curler that actually curls my hair. It's like one of those like wands. I learned like, how to use the wand, too. Yeah. I really like it because I can get the curl up here. Me, too. Yeah. I'll show you a picture. And yeah. I'm going to show you my dry bar uh, rough cut, a picture yes. of it. I can't wait. Um, but until then, Jennifer, this has been, Thank you. like, smart and funny and oh. wonderful and insightful. Thank you so much. Um, where can people follow you? What would you yeah. like them to do? Most of my stuff's on Instagram. I'm at Jennifer underscore Giralo. That's uh, maybe can be in the episode description, I think. Is that possible? Sure. It's Jennifer. And then like last name is G-I-R-A-L-O. Um, I have JenniferGiralo.com as well for show dates. And that's on my Instagram. Um, and then Do Better Comedy. That's at Do Better Comedy on Instagram and DoBetterComedy.com for the shows that are coming up and open mics. Uh, that's basically... That's basically all. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. And I, I have it. a showcase. Sorry. And I have a showcase that I'm producing at Neighborhood Comedy Theater October 29th. Oh, cool. Uh, if this is already passed, then it went really well. If it hasn't passed yet, then <laughs> <laughs> come to it. Uh, and that's at Neighborhood Comedy Theater October 29th at 9.45 p.m.
That's so good. Thanks so much. I wish you so much more continued success Thank and you. happiness. You guys follow Jennifer Girello. Also follow Wings with Friends and Mary of Church Comedy because, you know, what are we doing this for? All right? Just kidding. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being here on Wings with Friends. Bye. Bye.